This is Denise Drabeck. This is Kevin Newton with the Beaver County Symphonic Wind Ensemble. And you're listening to the Genesis Collective Creatives Podcast. And you might want to add, don't call me a flutist. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a flautist. <laughs> when, when Aaron sent me the ad for the programs, I looked at it at first. And I thought it said Genius Collective. <laughs> <laughs> it's not We true. knew we didn't belong there. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. We're so glad to have you here this evening. I am so excited. This has been in our vision at the Genesis Collective for months and months, and we are behind the push for artists in Beaver County. We are a diverse network of artists, advocates, and activists who want to support artists in their work. We want to increase the public's access to creativity and art, and we want to come alongside community development work that is already happening and enhance it through art and through media representation. You are listening to another special episode of the Genesis Collective Creatives Podcast. That's right, that's a little bit of a change to our original title. I'm Kevin Farkas of the Social Voice Project, and I'm one of the hosts of the show, where we talk about local art and artists, the creative process, and the business of making and creating art. And by the way, we just launched our Connecting Arts to Funding series hosted by the Genesis Collective's Executive Director, Pamela Rossi-Kane. And if you're a Beaver County creative and wondering about how you can support your art through grants and other financial opportunities, this series is for you. Be sure to check out the show notes to this episode for more information about this special podcast series. Today, we carry on with featuring local artists, and we have with us Kevin Newton and Denise Drayback of the Beaver County Symphonic Wind Ensemble. Kevin is director and conductor, while Denise is a flautist. In other words, someone who plays a flute. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Before we learn about who you are as Beaver County musical artists, I want to put the cart uh, before the horse a little bit, so to speak, and talk about your recent performance, which was a humanitarian benefit concert called Prayer for Ukraine. Denise, what was that about? That was your idea, right? Well, it was really a collaborative effort. I mean, I guess the the seed maybe was planted by me into Kevin's brain. But um, so I have a background um, of Ukrainian heritage. And after the war started, I just felt called to do something, something more than just, you know, donating money or praying or whatever, I felt called for some reason to express my support for Ukraine musically. I had heard the beautiful song Prayer for Ukraine, and I just felt like I wanted to play it. And so the first thing I did was just post it on Facebook, asking if anyone that I knew who played an instrument would like to just get together somewhere and play this song. I went online and pulled up a really simple version of the song that was for, I think, a string quartet. (laughs) And I don't know enough about music to know that I couldn't play that (laughs) on a flute. (laughs) 
so I put out a post and and I I had mentioned it to Kevin too, but I, I started to get a lot of feedback from different people in the wind ensemble, which I'm a part of, saying that they wanted to do this as well. You know, then the more Kevin and I talked about it, the more we thought, well, maybe maybe this can maybe this can be something a little bit a little bit more than just you know, a few of us getting together in a park somewhere and playing this song. Originally, I, I told Denise, I was like, Denise, I'm, I'm a little busy for this right now. At the time she originally brought it up to me, I was involved with two musicals and getting everything ready for, for our summer series. I was like, I've got a lot going on. I don't know if I can. Um, but eventually, the more we talked about it, the more I was like, you know, this could be this could be big for us. This could be something that, you know, we do and kind of gives us another outlet to give back and show what we're truly about. The the original idea was just for us to film a video either in our rehearsal room where we normally rehearse or on the campus at CCBC somewhere. Then the more we thought about that, it was like, let's make this a little bit bigger. So we started emailing different places around here that have nice auditoriums, nice theaters. Hey, can we do this here? Um, this is what we want to do with the benefit concert, Prayer for Ukraine. And then we kind of added more to that as it went along. It kind of snowballed. It, it was it was neat that it snowballed <laughs> from just something for us and then into something for the community to enjoy with us right. and then into something that let's really, let's use this as an opportunity to do some good right? and actually raise money for this cause. And you raised a considerable amount. We did. We raised, um, actually, at the concert that night, we raised $2,242 in donations to our collection. We uh, There was also an additional $70 that was given to one of the nuns that were there. <laughs> and then, really cool thing, the Rochester uh, School District International Student Group. There's a club there that exists for international cultural diversity group. They also donated after the fact five hundred dollars. Wow! To it, so yeah, so we ended up raising you know close to three thousand dollars, which, you know, that's pretty cool when you think that we went from, you know, a simple video to a whole concert. It was yeah. The benefits of the you know raising money aside, it brought the community together right. around this issue. Absolutely. You raised a lot of awareness, but you brought people together. That's a wonderful thing. And I think that's a wonderful thing that art does, right? Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Oh, 100%. And, it, and that was amazing, the way that it organically snowballed when I think it was Aaron that very first reached out to us. Aaron Neinhauser. Aaron Neinhauser. She and I are friends on Facebook. We have like a little bit of a history of doing some volunteer work here in the community. So we're friends on Facebook. And... I think just like when I posted that originally and we then we talked about doing it just during playing it during rehearsal, right. she reached out and said, hey, can I come and photograph? And then from there, she contacted Chris. Chris Paget, Right. And she, City said, Creative. she said, maybe, you know, let me see if he would like to come and video record it. And then that's when then they contacted you, Kevin. Right after that point, and said, "Hey, <laughs> <Somewhere> in <there. laughs> hey, maybe Kevin would like to uh, get involved in audio recording this." And it was like, I was so moved by the way so many people were just like, "Yes, we want to be a part of this too," not to get anything out of it, 
just because, yes, this is a cause that we believe into and we want to be a part of this. It was just amazing. And then, you know, then the school district volunteering. Yes, you can use all of our facility to hold this concert. And then with Beaver County events coming on board and saying, hey, let <laughs> us help you promote this. It was amazing. Like the, the number of different arms that were going into making this happen for no other reason than people wanted to be a part of something good. The special treat for this episode is that on the back half of this, we will present the full concert in its entirety recorded live at the Rochester Auditorium. So that's coming up in just a bit. Let's talk a little bit about you, Kev, over there. You are <laughs> maestro, right? You are conductor and, um, well, you're director of the organization. Correct. I am the music director and principal conductor of the Wind Ensemble. I've held that position since 2018 when our longtime director stepped down. At first, I, w I was a little bit nervous at first because I, I'm, I'm young, younger. Listen to him over there. Hey, no, you're young. <laughs> yeah. Younger. I'm the youngest director in the ensemble's history. So I was, I was a bit nervous at first that it wouldn't, it wouldn't take off and it wouldn't, people wouldn't stick around, but it's done the complete opposite. Like we've taken off like a bullet and we're running at full speed right now. <laughs> I was amazed at the breadth of, of ages that you have. Older people and younger people, they oh, seem yeah. like they're in high school, some of them, to me. Are. We are. We've got, I think, about 12 kids that are students at Blackhawk High School. Um, and then we've got some onesie twosies that are from other school districts. But I think our youngest member is in ninth grade, and he's been doing great. So it's, we have a lot of different ages. We've got a lot of different professions. Like most of our group is not professional musicians. They're just people that like to get together and play and make music with each other. And I think that's what really sets us apart from a lot of the other community ensembles. Are there a lot of ensembles around? Not very many bands in Beaver County. There is one other concert band in Beaver County. Um, as you get into the Pittsburgh area and Butler area and stuff like that, there are different ensembles, more ensembles. There's just two here in Beaver County that are community bands. It's your rival. You have like a turf war going on? Not really. We're headed to their rehearsal right after yeah. this. We play in it. <laughs> oh. that's we're one all of those? friends. Okay, that's good. That's one of those arrangements. Yeah. Right. And we're all a part of the Musicians Union. Um, so we support each other. We go to each other's concerts. And we just like to have fun. A lot of people worry about me leaving. Um, I've talked about leaving Pennsylvania for a while and everybody keeps asking me please don't leave please don't leave I said listen the only thing that's keeping me here right now is the wind ensemble <laughs> it's the only reason I stay around I love being there and they've been doing a stand-up job honestly <laughs> Kevin is also I'll brag a little bit here for him he's also the president of the musicians union so he's oh. he's got a lot on his plate with Jeez. you know with handling that and the wind ensemble and so many other so things many that other. he does musically here in Beaver <laughs> County, even with, with Aliquippa High School program and everything. So he's got a lot on his plate. But one thing that really impressed me, and you're glaring at me now <laughs> like I'm about to embarrass you, but it was, it was at the beginning of sometime back in the winter, and I was at one of the um, Musicians Union meetings, and Kevin made the, made the announcement that we are, we are going to decide as a group why we exist not 
I think, and I think you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that what you meant was like, we're not just existing, just even just to play music, which is good enough. I mean, it's, it's fine just to play music and just to enjoy music, but what more are we existing for? And I think that, that he carries that kind of a, a theory through the union and through the wind ensemble, which I think leads us to what we just did. Right. There's got to be a reason for everything. Like we can't just exist and and sit here and do nothing. Like there's so many things that are happening in the county that we could be a part of. There's, I think, 14 school districts in Beaver County. We have so many resources that we can provide to these programs and we're not. Through everything I've done, I've, I've always tried to give back to our communities. When I was a store manager for a retail store, I did food drives left and right just to give back. You know, you're nothing without your community. Which is how we got to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, certainly pretty admirable. And I noticed, too, that um, you, know, you post a lot on social media about the essence of art. Right, the essence of music in particular. Why is this important? What is the value of, of music to humanity? And I think that's um, that's a fundamental question too. I, you know, I was thinking after I attended your first uh, rehearsal, what kind of music did people hear until we had up until the time that we had electricity and recording devices and stuff? No one heard any music unless someone was in proximity near them tooting into a horn, bow and a string of some, of some sort. I, it, that just didn't happen. All through humanity, up until relatively recently, someone had to play that music live for you. And when I sat there and I listened to just the depth of sound coming out of that symphony, <laughs> I was blown away. I mean, literally, it touched me. It really touched me because, you know, and it started me to think about that question. This is re- really powerful stuff. And you guys bring that experience out into the communities, when you go out and you do your Friday night, is it mostly Friday night performances or Saturday night performances? I can par- Dif- not really. Different days of the week. Yeah, different communities host concerts throughout the summer, um, and it's all sponsored through the Beaver County Commissioners and the Department of Tourism. And those communities host concerts on different nights throughout the week. I think we have a concert series scheduled every night of the week, I think except for Wednesdays. <laughs> I think that's the only day we don't have a concert scheduled. Throughout Beaver County, you know, there's going to be a series on Mondays down at Lincoln Park. Um, there's going to be a series on Tuesdays at Hopewell Park, uh, Thursdays in Chippewa, and then Friday nights in Beaver Falls at the 37th Street Park. Yeah, that's near me. Yeah. That that, that park. And you're going to be competing with uh, the noise like we hear. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just live music outdoors, right? right. Yeah. I, I should say that we are here at the Greenhouse Lab in Aliquippa. So Franklin Avenue is just outside the window here. So if you hear the trucks and motorcycles <laughs> going by, that's what that is. <laughs> Speaking of community, you are from Aliquippa. I am. I've lived in Aliquippa my entire life. It's a great community to live in. When somebody is hurt in this community, it's... It, the community really pulls together and, and helps each other. And there's so much history in this town. It's it's just unbelievable. And Denise, you are an Aliquippian too. Well, no, I'm not actually. I'm I'm originally from Moon Township is where I grew up and I live in Hopewell now. Oh, see, I'm all screwed up. Oh, no, that's... <laughs> I, Who wrote these I, notes of mine? Everybody. No, I mean, I, I do a lot... Um, my church is in Aliquippa, so I do a lot of things in Aliquippa, so that's probably 
I mean, honestly, I, I sort of do feel like it's my home. Hmm. Honestly, I have to say, I, I very much feel at home here. Right. Let's talk about you a little bit. Uh, what is your background? So my musical background is that I played the flute in the high school band, and then that was the end of that until 35 years later when I picked it up again to join the wind ensemble. And I, the reason that I did that, well, my son was in the, in the band and he played for one of the concerts in the wind ensemble. So that's how I got to know the wind ensemble. But I, I was at a, actually a particularly low point in my life. I had just been through a time when a number of my family members passed away. And um, I was kind of struggling, to be honest with you. And so I was just looking for some sort of an escape. And um, I always loved being in the band. So I thought, well, maybe I can do this. So I pulled my flute back out. I still had it in the closet. And I contacted Ted Nevin, who was the director at the time, and said, you know, can I come and play? And he said, absolutely. So I came and honestly, I could... Literally, I could barely blow out a note because it had just been so long. And I was really tempted to just leave and never come back again because I was I was so horrible and everybody else seemed so good. But everybody was so nice and so welcoming and didn't make me feel stupid and, you know, didn't make me feel like I was subpar. So I I just kept coming back and coming back. And, I, and I'm still not, you know... Um, I'm still flute two Z. Let's put it that way, like, <laughs> the lowest of the low. But I, but I can I can hang uh, enough, and Kevin tolerates me now, you know, <laughs> well enough. <laughs> at least he lets he he says he does. But I, for me, it's just an escape. When when I'm playing music, I forget about everything else except what I'm doing at that time, which is such a gift because you know. Usually my mind is cluttered with a million different things, but it's just such a nice escape to go and spend the time rehearsing each week and playing in the concerts and just, you know, getting out into the community and enjoying the atmosphere and really enjoying the great people that we have in the wind ensemble. Again, the power of, of music to take you places, to Absolutely. Uh, bring you nearer other people who are like-minded and as creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are quite a few flautists, right? We have a good amount. How I think many? we're up to 12 or 13. Wow. I think we've got 12 or 13 flutes. And I think we're getting one more, I think, next week. Wow. So... But you know, you can never have too many flutes. You can never have too many, because you can never hear them. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> Now, is there a balance? I mean, that was a packed stage at Rochester for the Prayer for Ukraine concert. That was packed. How many were on stage there? Our total number is about 83. It's very rare that we have the entire ensemble there. We're usually missing at least a handful. Um, so I'd say at that concert, we were probably closer to 70, 75. I try to keep it as balanced as I can, but... That all comes down to the musicians. It's, it's not about the numbers. It's about who you have. And they know, like, if I'm missing all of my flutes or half of the flutes, they'll pick that up and they'll, they'll play out more and they'll compensate for the people that are missing. So I think last summer we only had six. I think we only had six flutes last summer. And they still balanced pretty well with the ensemble. So it's it's not what I do. It's it's what the musicians do on stage. So I just 
I just wave my arms until the music stops. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, and that reminds me. So I was talking to a friend who, and I said I was going to do this podcast episode, and uh, and they said you have to ask: Is there a does that stuff mean something? You know, is, you have that's a baton, yes. right? And you're moving that thing around, and we all know how that goes, right? I mean, but is is there like a real grammar to that? There is. So there's different styles of conducting. So like you can either give like a like a very like stiff and strict beat, which is which is typically going to mean that you know I want the musicians to play it shorter or in a more march style. Whereas if if I'm using like flowing motions, you know that's going to transpose to the to musicians to play that more lyrical or melodic. Um, it takes a lot of practice on my part because, you know, I'm taking what's on the page and I'm coming up with my own idea of how I want it to sound and then giving that instruction to the, to the musicians and then they make it come alive. Like once the rehearsals are over, my work is done <laughs> pretty much. So I'm watching the musicians and they're constantly looking at you, right? They're constantly getting cues, right? Getting yeah. those musical cues from you and... I was quite impressed by what seems to me a, a discipline on the part of the musicians, right? They are really following you. And, you know, there's not like a uh, diva. Do you have divas in there, and like a diva on the flute, in the flute section? Or just... No, I, don't, I really don't think we do. I don't think I've, so. I mean, In any section, I mean. The, the ensemble as a whole, like, they get along all pretty well, and nobody really... Nobody really has that ego that they're better than anybody else in the ensemble. I mean, clearly there are people who are head and shoulders right. better, but they're, I mean, I, and I'll say as, you know, one of the most novice, I've never felt any ego from the right. people who are the best in the section. It's, if anything, it's it's just, a, they're very humble and they're there to help if you need it, or, but no, I, we have no divas that I can think of. You know, I, I think it's worth mentioning that, you know, I think we're, we're up to about 85 members. And I think probably at most, maybe 20 of those are, quote, music professionals, meaning they're either band directors or retired band directors, or they went to study music at a university. The rest of them are just ordinary people who again, just love making music. There's another community band closest to us outside of Beaver County. They're about the same size as us, but I'd say probably 90%, 75 to 90% of them are music professionals. We are not. And it, and I think that's what makes the Wind Ensemble special is that, you know, they don't all have the same training. You know, they all come from different backgrounds, different styles. So making it all come together and it's it's really fun to me. It's just really well, fun. And and thank God for that because certainly I would not have been ever been permitted to join a group that was an audition group or you know. So that was my only into this and don't wow, I, re I really do thank God for that. So it's grassroots, it's community orientated, uh, focused, uh, community run really. Let's talk about the Wind Ensemble. It's its background is history. Now you are a five hundred one nonprofit. We are not yet. We're working on it. They used to have that designation back when the group started, from what I understand. So we're working on getting that back uh, within the next six months to a year, so that we can do more with what we want to do. 
and broaden our outreach a little bit more. There's so many more resources that are available to you as a 501c3. So we are working on that. <laughs> but that being said, you know, all of our, every concert we have is free to Correct. the public. Yes. Um, you know, we're sponsored by the county commissioners and the tourism grant and the communities who book us to play there. But every concert is free yes. to the public. And how long has the ensemble been around? Um, so we are nearing our 50-year anniversary. Wow. Um, the ensemble started in 1974, uh, so we're just a couple years away from that. Uh, it started uh, under the direction of Punch Haworth in Beaver, I believe. And since then, I'm the fourth full-time conductor. I think one neat thing to mention is we actually have at least one, maybe more, founding members that still play. We do. We have five. We have five founding members that still play with us. A couple of them took some time off and then came back, but they've been playing with the group since it started. And just hearing the different stories about the past directors, it's interesting in how each director has their own style. Is that how that works? Uh, like a lot of organizations, they follow their leader, but they also take on a vibe, a tone uh, from the leader, so from the top down. So if someone is stern and rigorous, you know, that plays out a certain way, and if others are fun-loving and free-forming, that's the way it goes. How are you, Kev? Are you... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, I personally, I think I'm a little bit both, and Denise can, will probably disagree with me, but I like to have fun, but there's also a point in time where we've got to flip that switch um, when it's actually time to get down to work. In the, in the past year or so, I'm definitely more, more strict and stern than I that I was when I first took over. And I think the quality of the ensemble has shown that. And it, it's definitely taken a step in the right direction since, I, since I've since i taken on that new outlook. <laughs> it, it's, it, so Kevin and I both played in the ensemble under the previous director, Ted Nevin. And so, you know, Ted had his, of course, own personality his own way which was a lot of fun and he's a super funny guy and and then when Kevin took over when Ted retired it's been interesting to see the growth because Kevin you could say I think there's there's probably I would imagine a bit of pressure that okay I'm taking over for this guy who's been here for how many years he was beloved by everyone you know always cracking jokes, always. So I'm sure there is some pressure to fill those shoes, but then it's been neat to see over these past four years how you've grown into yourself and become more comfortable with with who you want to be and who you are rather than Ted's replacement. Right, and it was a little bit of pressure because again, I'm the youngest person that has ever directed the Wind Ensemble. So, you know, I feel like there was a lot of pressure on me to make this better than it was. Um, and, and not that not to say that it it the, was bad or right, that there the was anything was wrong. The group was still very good under the previous directors, and it's just how do you take that to the next level? And we've definitely over the past four years have have definitely grown, and they they've taken a lot of what I've said to heart. After our return from COVID last year with the Fourth of July concert in Beaver, it was just an outstanding concert, probably the best that I've ever heard the band sound. Um, so now we're under that pressure as well. It's like, well, how do we make this bigger and better Yeah. so that people continue to come and see us live? And 
support us through everything that we do. And we can't do anything without the support of our community and our fans, so to speak. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's um, talk a little bit about the music and your audience. Is this old people music? <laughs> I don't think so. When I'm planning for a concert series, I try to have something for everybody. So I try to have something for the younger generations, like my generation. And and then I try to have something for the older generation and the, and the veterans and everybody in between. And I actually remember, I think it was a week or two before we were starting rehearsals, I messaged Denise on Facebook and I said, Denise, I need you to listen to these three pieces because I don't have anything for the older crowd in here and I've got to add something. So, of course, he turned to me. Of course. <laughs> so, so I sent her these three pieces. I was like, listen to these and let me know what you think and tell me which one you would have the most fun playing. So she chose the Beach Boys, of course, so which she actually liked the best out of the three, even though she doesn't really like the Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> So I try to have something for everybody so nobody gets bored. I usually try to throw in like one or two pieces that are, quote, standard band repertoire for the more serious musicians in the group. And I, I always try to throw in at least one or two that are more challenging. It's always neat seeing them rise to the occasion. We also always have, which I think is neat, we, we always, every summer we have something, even that appeals to children, like we'll often have like the, the Disney Right. Medleys, you know, and the kids know that from their favorite their favorite Disney movies or, you know, right. this year we have Pirates of the Pirates of Caribbean. the Caribbean. Yeah. So, I mean, there's always something that really does appeal to to everybody. To everyone. And the crowd has seen that. I mean, we've seen an increase in in audience attendance at most of our concerts. I think last year at our 4th of July concert, we had close to 7-800 down in the park in Beaver. So, the word's definitely getting around. <laughs> That's terrific. I mean, and your audience is broadening out from older people to young children. Oh, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's a wonderful way to, boy, just to bring people in. It is. And it's so, you know, when you think about modern day, how often do you have age span like that all getting together to just listen to music? You know, you, you maybe you go to a concert and it's mostly young people at a particular concert <laughs> or mostly old people or whatever. It's so neat to see our concerts kind of bringing that huge age span together for an evening of something that families can enjoy with the grandparents, grandchildren. You know, it's it's really sort of like a Norman Rockwell kind of a <laughs> uh, an experience. It's it's very cool. Where can people find out more about your ensemble? Uh, so we are on Facebook. If you search for Beaver County Symphonic Wind Ensemble, we should pop up there. Facebook.com forward slash B-C-S-W-E-P-A. Um, we post all of our concerts there. Denise does a great job. She's a great social media person. Oh, you, you run that, that whole thing? <laughs> she does a great job posting, getting everything on our Facebook page for us. Other than that, um, that's really the only way we communicate with people. After this is released, you're going to see your numbers go up. Woo! Or our number of likes, yeah. Yes! <laughs> we yes. hope, we hope. Well, let's, we're going to share it and push Thank it out you. there and encourage um, more people to check you out. Go to your social media pages and check you out. And certainly come see your concerts. Which is, what is your next show? Our first summer concert is actually coming up in about a week and a half. Um, we're going to be playing on, not October. Oh, geez, that's <laughs> a long time from now. June 19th. 
Uh, we're playing at Old Economy Village. That's a 2 p.m. concert, free to the public. May I just add, free to the public, but we do ask, in lieu of admission, if folks wouldn't mind bringing a non-perishable food item we do collect for the Little Free Pantry in Aliquippa. Right. Any wind ensemble concert that you ever attend, we will always accept donations for the Little Free Pantry. Um, that is something that we have, have been doing since the Little Free Pantry started. Yeah, yeah, shortly thereafter. Mm -hmm. So we've been doing that for at least About five years. Five, five or six years five, or so. Five, five years. Mm -hmm. And again, that's just another way that we can give back to our community. Uh, June 21st, we're at Hopewell Park for a 7 p.m. concert. And then our biggest concert is July 3rd this year. That's our big 4th of July concert. We'll play down at the Irvine Park Gazebo in Beaver, PA for a 7 p.m. concert. And then we've got two down the road in August. And then you carry on through the fall with other things that people can find this schedule. We should encourage people to go check out your pages and stuff. Too. They can right. see the schedule, but also see photographs. Videos. And videos. Yeah. And yeah, lots Great of... Great audio recording. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> the audio recording will be on there. Yeah, cool. Kevin Newton. Denise Drabek of the Beaver County Symphonic Wind Ensemble. Now that we know what that is, sort of, kind of, <laughs> people blowing through instruments. That's pretty much it. Size it up. That works. <laughs> you guys are great. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thanks, Thanks so much for, for having, having us. us. And for everything you do. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Michael Damon. I'm the middle school, high school principal here at Rochester. It is my pleasure to welcome you to tonight's benefit concert, Prayer for Ukraine. At this time, please welcome to the stage the Beaver County Symphonic Wind Ensemble and their director, Mr. Kevin Newton.
presented, we are the Beaver County Symphonic Wind Ensemble under the direction of Mr. Kevin Newton. The Beaver County Symphonic Wind Ensemble is sponsored by Brighton Music Center. Please visit their location on 3rd Avenue in New Brighton. On behalf of the band, we sincerely thank you for being here with us tonight. The first piece on our program was written in 1983 by Sir Elton John and Bernie Taubman. It peaked at position 12 on the Billboard Hot 100 that year. Then it was released and featured Nigel Olson on drums, Dee Murray on bass, Davy Johnston on electric guitar, and Sir Elton John on lead vocals and keyboards. Please enjoy I'm Still Standing by Elton John and Bernie Taupin as arranged by Matt Conaway. said when words fail, music speaks. On Thursday, February 24th, we watched speechlessly as the horrors of the Russian invasion of Ukraine began to unfold. In the days that followed, the Beaver County Symphonic Window Ensemble decided to do what we do best, make music, with the goal of raising money to help the relief effort of Ukraine. Every penny raised tonight will be donated to the Ukrainian Relief Fund through St. Peter and Paul Ukrainian Catholic Church in Ambridge. These funds will be used to directly support refugees as well as those still fighting for their lives in Ukraine. 
We thank you all for your generosity and for joining us in this musical expression of support for this brave nation. Next, we pay tribute to Aliquippa's own Henry Mancini with one of his most popular compositions, The Pink Panther Theme. The Pink Panther Theme was written as the theme for the 1963 film, The Pink Panther, and was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Score, but unfortunately lost to Mary Poppins. Featuring Bobby Dursulik on trumpet, this is The Pink Panther Theme by Henry Mancini, as arranged by Ralph Ford. Our next piece will pay tribute to a former director of the Beaver County Symphonic Wind Ensemble, Mr. Patrick Mancini. After graduating from Alacoba High School, Pat served in the U.S. Air Force as a lieutenant and squadron adjutant. He held a bachelor's and a master's degree from Duquesne University, as well as a superintendent's certificate from Youngstown State University. Pat was the former head of the Manaka High School Music Department. He went on to serve as the assistant principal 
and eventually accepted the position as superintendent of the Stowe Rocks School District, in addition to serving on the school board at Aliquippa. Pat was the director of the Beer County Symphonic Wind Ensemble from 1984 until 2002, where he led the group in concerts at Quay Park, the Broadhead Cultural Center, and throughout the Beaver County area. In 1991, he retired from education and was inducted into the Beaver Valley Musicians Hall of Fame. Pat's legacy will be remembered for years and years to come. At this time, we would like to recognize any members of the band or audience who knew Mr. Mancini or were students of his. Please stand. In memory of Mr. Mancini, the ensemble will perform one of his favorite pieces, Nesun Dorma. Nesun Dorma was written by Giacomo Cusini and was published posthumously in 1926 for the final act of his opera, Torunda, and is one of the best known tenor arias in all of opera. Please enjoy Nesun Dorma, arranged by Jay Vocal, the euphonium soloist Mike Dingfelder.
Recognizing his own music as concert music with a pop quality, Leroy Anderson possessed not just a skill and technique and a rich melodic gift, but also an engaging sense of humor that he demonstrated freely in his music and compositional style. He was particularly successful in creating descriptive pieces that effectively borrowed sounds and rhythms from beyond the traditional musical world, including the ticking of a clock, the clicking tea keys of a typewriter, and the ringing of sleigh bells. His compositions, more than 50 in number, served to virtually define the sound of the contemporary American Pops Orchestra. Our next piece, Blue Tango, was a number one hit in 1951, juxtaposing the charismatic melody over a traditional tango pulse and capturing the spirit of an era. Please enjoy Blue Tango.
In 2021, we lost yet another member of the music family whose legacy will forever be remembered throughout the area and within our ensemble. Dr. Robert C. Jones was a lifetime musician and extraordinary music educator. He received his bachelor's and master's degrees from Penn State University, where he was a proud member of the Penn State Blue Band. He received a second master's degree from Duquesne University, majoring in trumpet performance, and earned his doctorate from the University of Kentucky. After serving as a teacher and band director at Myersdale and Beaver School Districts, he accepted a position at Geneva College and touched the lives of hundreds of students for 17 years. During his lengthy career, he also taught at Quigley Catholic High School, Penn State University Beaver Campus, Bucknell University, the Governor's School for the Performing Arts, and finished his career at Mount Lebanon School District. At this time, would any member of the band or audience who knew Dr. Jones or was a student of his, please stand. March, which was his first, to honor his father, who formed and directed the Finleyville Volunteer Fireman's Band in 1939. The band eventually grew to 100 members, where Bob played trumpet from an early age. Please enjoy the Fireman's March, written by Dr. Robert C. Jones.
So we have a couple more pieces on our program tonight. I do want to recognize a few people who really made this possible. First and foremost, I do want to recognize Ms. Denise Trayback. This, this whole concert was, was her vision, and I'm glad to just be a small part of it and make it actually happen. So thank you. Dr. Jane Bovellino, who is the Rochester uh, superintendent, Marion A. Kahn, uh, who is the school board president, Mr. Lou Campisi, director of maintenance here. They worked with us day in and day out to make this happen and get all the details right, um, and we thank them for their generosity. Erin uh, Neinhauser, she volunteered her time to come to a few rehearsals and get some photographs for us. Uh, along with Christopher Paget of Human City Creative, they did a they did a pretty good uh, video promo for us. And behind the scenes, he's going to come out here because I need him, people to recognize him. Mr. Kevin Farkas uh, from the Social Voice Project, he's doing a tremendous job with audio recording for us tonight. So we're lucky to have him. And of course. Our friends from Beaver County event, Nathan and Leah, they're up in the balcony. They're also volunteering their time to be here and get a great video for us. So last year, uh, we did start a donor program for the Wind Ensemble. It helps cover cost, things like music and printing programs, equipment, upon other things. We were so fortunate this year. You can find all the names in your programs. It was a very lengthy list this year. And at this time, if you are, are a member of that patron program, I would like you to stand and please be recognized for your contribution. That includes members of the band. For the first time, uh, the Wind Ensemble was actually sponsored by Brighton Music Center. Uh, and I do want to recognize a member of our flute section for making that possible, Jen Dusseld. So please go and visit them. Uh, they do lessons. It's a, it's a great staff down there. They give lessons right in store. Actually, some of the people in our ensemble actually teach lessons down there. So go and visit them. Uh, again, if I forgot somebody, just know that we sincerely thank you for all that you do to make the Wind Ensemble a success. Thank you for coming. Next on our program for you is El Manicero, or in English, the Peanut Bender. This is a Cuban son pregón composed by Moises Simons in 1930. It is arguably the most famous piece of music created by a Cuban musician. The Peanut Vendor has been recorded more than 160 times, sold over a million copies of sheet music, and was the first million-selling 78 RPM recording of Cuban music. Please enjoy The Peanut Vendor, as arranged by John Moss.
piece on the program, Prayer for Ukraine, was written in 1885 by Mykola Lysenko. Prayer for Ukraine is a patriotic Ukrainian hymn that eventually became a spiritual anthem of Ukraine. The song became the regular closing hymn in services of the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church, the Orthodox Church of Ukraine, and other churches. It gained national significance when it was performed by mass choirs during the Ukrainian War of Independence between 1917 and 1920. This arrangement was written by Jeremy Martin. Jeremy Martin is the staff, composer, and arranger for the United States Air Force Band of Mid-America. We thank you all for coming and again invite you to observe our rehearsal following a short break.
are listening to a production of the Genesis Collective. Supporting local artists and their work. Making art more accessible. And putting art back into our communities. we can assume that people really know what a wind ensemble is. What's the, what does that mean, wind ensemble? So in music terms, a wind ensemble is typically one person per part. In a symphonic band, you typically have more than one person on a part. So, you know, like we've got 13 flutes, 15 clarinets. So in a wind ensemble, you typically have like two flutes and one piccolo. So we have one piccolo. There's like four flutes playing the first flute part and then the rest of them play the second flute part, and then we have one person playing the piccolo part. And similarly in the clarinet section, so like band music is typically broken into three clarinet parts. So clarinet one, clarinet two, clarinet three. In a wind ensemble, you'd have one clarinet one, one clarinet two, one clarinet three. We have five people playing clarinet one, clarinet two, clarinet three. So we've got 15 total. I'm not sure I understand any of that. All right. Well. <laughs> And then you've got you've got your brass instruments as well, trumpets, trombones, horns, and a full percussion section. You will not find saxophones in an orchestra. You will only find them in bands. Oh, that's interesting. No, I didn't I, know honestly, that. now that you mention it, I recognize that, but I never thought about that. You, huh. you will also never find euphoniums or baritones, as most people call them, in an orchestra. You will only find them in bands. Fascinating. But nothing is electrified, right? No. Typically, it's all either played with wind by using your air or you're banging on some drums, playing some drums. I shouldn't say banging because I might get some <laughs> nasty emails about that. But Is that what we do back here? You think we're just banging on drums? Using mallets and, yes. Yeah, like they're playing them with mallets or sticks or different uh, things back there, so. Yeah, there is a lot of stuff going on back Lots there. Lots going on back there. Yeah.